0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing you've got to learn is you don't listen to losers, because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up.
1: It's a race from here on, no matter what happens.
0: He's got to miss that. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. Whoa. They touch, they touch. Oh my God! He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow! Unbelievable. If <laughs> you ain't first, you're last.
2: Welcome to Running Hot. Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me, my co host, Stephen Young of Rotor Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Hollywood Casino 400 here on Running Hot. Last weekend's Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway was won by Hendrick Motorsports' Kyle Larson, with Tyler Reddick coming in second and Chris Busher rounding out the top three. Kyle Larson grabs his 22nd career victory, but just his first at Darlington Raceway, a track he has dominated throughout the years, finally gets that win. That locks him into the second round of the playoffs with the victory. So, Stevie, what would you think of the Southern 500? I know seemed to be a pretty good race according to the online polls. What did you think?
1: I love that race. Just in general, you have to have... So many aspects of the race go right for you. Denny probably had the best car. Bell probably really close. I think Larson was probably the third best car behind Bell and Hamlin. And Bell's pit crew <laughs> just keeps keeps doing their thing and messing up. And I know it's Ty Gibbs pit crew and they switched over. But Bell, again, ton of speed, not getting the win. Denny Hamlin, ton of speed and a loose tire. You know, if you're the crew there and you're like, hey, Denny, we didn't feel anything like Denny's been doing this for so long. He knows like something was wrong. So definitely stinks for us. You know, we had Denny at I felt like great value by the time lines kind of ended last week that we talked about him on running hot. So thought we were going to get the victory lane last week. We didn't. And good for Kyle Larson. You know, he's been fast at Darlington since he started his career in the Cup Series. And it's about time. I think that's the way that we were all kind of looking at it. Like, he was a heavy favorite to win the race and finally kind of put one together, especially after like a really disappointing like Xfinity race for him on Saturday. Absolutely the most dominant car in the Xfinity race had an engine issue running third, and they like tried to fix the issue, and the car wouldn't restart. So, Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought the racing was great. It was good to see like some of the cars that have been fast recently had speed and some of the cars that haven't had speed just didn't have speed. So I think that like predictive wise, it was a great predictive race as well.
2: Yeah, definitely a very, very solid predictive race. Unfortunately, my two win bet was on Denny Hamlin and well, that didn't go so well. It was the one predictive thing that didn't go right for me. So one of those deals where, you know, bet on the fastest car and something happened there, loose wheel. They did end up confirming, like you said, the loose wheel there. So just unfortunate for Hamlin, But Larson was definitely, if not the best car, at worst, the second best car. Definitely deserved the win. Tyler Reddick fast all day. And man, Chris Buescher with another top three. That team really coming on at pretty much all track types. But I do have some thoughts on him for this race. We will definitely get into that. So we are at Kansas this week. Kansas, your classic one and a half mile oval. We've been there earlier this year. We used this same tire package there earlier this year. It's kind of a medium tire wear oval. It's getting a little towards the higher side of tire wear. It was last repaved in 2012. So it's like an 11 year old surface. So kind of getting a point where you know, the tire wear is coming into play. Kansas does get occasionally some harsh winters and stuff that'll cause the track to kind of become more
1: abrasive.
2: So our classic one and a half mile oval, Steve, I think we all kind of know what to expect. Really, what are you looking at this weekend for Kansas?
1: I mean, fantastic racing. I mean, the 1.5s have provided great racing all season. So, I mean, that's one thing I think we can look forward to. You mentioned the tire, the same tire they ran earlier this year and last September, so last year's final race here. They ran this tire at like Auto Club, Vegas, Nashville, and Pocono, which I mean, maybe we can comp Vegas. I think Vegas is probably one of the better comps for this racetrack anyway. Looking at high speed intermediates, you know, Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte, Michigan type racetracks. So it's interesting because like we didn't have a ton of 1.5s throughout the year. And then we get into the playoffs and we have a bunch of them. So this is one of the tracks that we're really going to be paying attention to to kind of set us up for the next few weeks here outside of Bristol. So Overall, I expect the racing to be great and I expect JGR to be fast.
2: Yeah, I expect JGR, definitely Toyota, to be the dominant team. They have been in all three uh, next gen Kansas races so far, which is funny because I only have one JGR pick this week because there is some other solid value on the board. I think everybody knows Toyota is going to be good, which is certainly push their odds downward, you know, a little bit shorter. So I'm trying to find some value elsewhere, but I definitely think JGR are going to be the team to beat. Obviously, Kansas, Las Vegas, the two most similar tracks, I would say, basically in the whole NASCAR series, they race very similarly to each other, similar in tire wear, similar in performance. Then Auto Club also used the same tire. So I think, you know, you could pull a little bit of that in and just pull in a little bit of overall intermediates as far as you know, handicapping this race. But one other thing I did want to talk about, Stevie, the playoff picture, we have a bunch of drivers sandwiched right around the cut line in the playoffs. Currently, Christopher Bell is on the good side of the cut line with 2031 points. One point back on the bad side is Bubba Wallace. Two points back is Kevin Harvick, and four points back is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Plus, if we go looking above Christopher Bell, only two points ahead of Christopher Bell is Joey Lagana. So we have a whole bunch of drivers sandwiched within a six-point margin here. Does that affect any strategy for Kansas? And overall, just what are your thoughts about the playoff picture?
1: I don't think it really affects too much here. You know, it's not one of those races where we got to worry about, like, drivers staying out for stage points. Unless we get, like, a caution like, five to go or something, it could flip the race a little bit. Because, I mean, I think if you're anybody in the playoffs outside of maybe, like, obviously Larson and like Byron potentially. Cause I know he's up, I think he's like 45 up or something. If there's a caution that comes out late and Byron's running like fifth, he probably pits and gets track position for the next stage or something. And I mean, that's just not something we can really predict anyway. So I, I don't think the standings matter too much this week. You know, we kind of already know that like Christopher Bell, he's going to have speed and you know, it's whether or not like he can put a whole race together. Joey Logano is the interesting one because I mean, his green flag speed at Darlington was, I think, 16th or 17th. He struggled. And like Ross Chastain also, like he was 15th in green flag speed at Darlington. And they just kind of put together a solid called strategy, good pit crew race and, you know, ended up finishing fifth in that race. So that's where like Logano, I think, needs to improve is, you know, he finished 12th, didn't have a 12th place car. But I mean, Chastain finished fifth and didn't have a fifth place car. Logano... Is nowhere near safe right now. So just not a good track set for like Michael McDowell in this first round of playoffs, which kind of stinks for him. I think he's gonna have to go win Bristol. I don't expect him to be too fast this week. So I, I think like overall the playoff pitcher is interesting. Maybe we talk about it a little bit more next week on like how people could potentially get different at Bristol and maybe run longer on tires or something, but I don't think it matters as much this week. Going back to a conversation that we had last week, though, teams testing stuff. You know, there's so many people on Twitter talking about, oh, this team's going to be testing stuff. They're going to be terrible. Well, that's not always the case. Eric Jones was someone that I was really down on, and they hit on something. Obviously, really good track for him anyway, but he he had solid speed. Alex Bowman had solid speed. You know, he's obviously going to be the test car. So, I mean, there was cars that didn't hit on stuff, you know? So, I I think just overall, we're going to see things work and things not work and you know we're going to talk about it with some of my picks this week
2: yeah i agree with you and as far as strategy so like joey logano and ross chastain you mentioned them from darlington neither of them scored a stage point which is huge now the only way strategy really is going to come into play here is if there's a weird caution we saw that earlier this year joey logano actually won stage two with a car that was not fast it was in the mid-teens as far as his speed at Kansas earlier this year but he did win stage two thanks to a strategy play so I think you know we may have to see some of these teams in the cut line use that approach if there is a situation like that the interesting one for me would be somebody like Bubba Wallace he's kind of could point himself in but this is also his best track so he could race his way in uh with a victory so if something like that happens Bubba Wallace is may be a, a key decision point there for him. But it is time to dive into some bets for Kansas. As always, we're going to take you a lap around the track. That is four turns, one pick from each of us per turn before we drive into victory lane. So, time to throw the green flag here at Kansas Raceway.
1: This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running Hawks.
2: All right, Stevie, lead us into turn one with that green flag.
1: Well, I mean, you just said it's his best track, so I feel like we have to go to Bubba Wallace. Yes. Found his top five at plus 180. You got to shop this because it's anywhere from plus 130 to plus 180. So three top five finishes in the four high-speed intermediate tracks this season. Ranked six in speed on high-speed intermediate tracks in general. Bubba Wallace won this race last year. Same tire we ran here at the end of last year. He ranks third in speed at Kansas with the new car. You already kind of talked about it It being one of his best tracks this twenty three eleven team has figured something out at Kansas. Kurt was really fast here. Bubba was really fast. You know, obviously, we saw a little bit of, you know, JGR twenty three eleven collab with Denny and Martin Truex being really fast here earlier this year. So, yeah, I mean, Bubba Wallace, top five, plus 180. I don't mind. If you are going to bet Bubba to win this race, I definitely prefer doing it, like, early in the week because I, I do think, like, he'll unload with some speed and we might see his line move to, like, nine or ten to one and you can find it right now like 12 ish 12 13 ish to one so i do think like if you are going to bet him to win you probably want to do it early i don't think you get better than like 14 unless he's really bad in practice and qualifying then you probably don't want to bet him anyway
2: yeah i agree with all of that you know bubba wallace even that race that kurt bush won last year at kansas bubba Arguably had a better car. He kept having pit crew issues that would set him (laughs) back into the mid-teens or or even 20s. And he'd just drive back through the field every single time. He was really annoyed after that race because he knew he had a race-winning capable car. So then he went and won the next Kansas race. And then earlier this year, sixth in flags at the first Kansas race this year. So definitely like the Bubba Wallace top five call there. For my turn one pick, I'm going to go to the other team that's been really good here, Hendrick Motorsports. I'm going to take Alex Bowman top 10 plus 160. Action Network's PJ Walsh wrote this bet up as well. Make sure you check that right up out. I agree with everything he said there. Looking at Bowman, he has the fifth best average flags of all drivers on this tire combo this year. Of course, he didn't race Kansas earlier this year, so that's just Vegas and Auto Club. But if we uh you know just look at at Vegas itself which of course is the best comp for Kansas that was actually 3rd in flags. Last year, yes Bubba Wallace won this race, but the driver that led the most laps in this very race last year, the playoff Kansas race was Alex Bowman in route to a 4th place finish. So if you're not looking at the Joe Gibbs or the 2311 Toyotas, the next team you have to look at at these mile and a half the especially on this tire combo tracks is Hendrick Motorsports and I know Alex Bowman's been struggling a little bit there's obviously some potential for some testing or something like that but at the same time he's been so good here and Hendrick Motorsports has been so good here and at this track type this tire combination that plus 160 is just too long for a top 10
1: yeah again like just because someone's testing something doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be bad I feel like Alex Bowman is going to probably have some type of Texas test on his car this week. That's coming up towards the end of September and the second round. And obviously Larson's already advanced. William Byron's in a fantastic spot. So I do think like he will be testing something, but that doesn't mean that like, he's not going to have top 10 speed. So, I don't mind, mind this one at all hit on
2: something. Yeah, I
1: know. They like
2: could. It's, it's always like, like we said, you know, last week, if you're testing something, it just widens your range of outcomes. It oh gives yeah. you potentially more downside if you miss and it potentially gives you more upside if you hit. So that is turn one. We got to keep rolling the corner here at Kansas Speedway into turn two. I'm
0: Denny Hamlin and this is turn two here on running hot. All
2: right, Stevie, what do you got for turn two?
1: I'm crazy the rest of this podcast, just so you know. I'm running the high line at Kansas this weekend, obviously. So I'm going to go Ryan Blaney, top Ford. It's four to one. So Busher and Kezlowski are the two favorites as top Fords this week, which they have the recent speed. I get it. But honestly, like if we look at throughout the season, like Blaney has had the consistent speed, especially on the 1.5s. Yeah, obviously Kezlowski and Busher, they were really fast in Michigan, but Blaney dominated Charlotte. That's a 1.5 that is going to comp okay to this racetrack. He ranks six in overall speed on high-speed intermediates. He's the top-ranked Ford in speed. And, I mean, he has the best average finish and the best driver rating on these high-speed intermediates this year. So the fact that he's, like, the third favorite in this group and you're getting at four to one, Logano hasn't had the same type of speed this season. So I'm really kind of saying, like, it's Blaney versus Roush-Finway-Keslowski because I don't expect McDowell. Harvick's consistent, but he's like an eighth to 12th place car. And I think like Blaney does have top five upside.
2: Yeah, I think if you're looking in at the Fords, you definitely want to be looking at that top Ford market because they've been slow compared to the Chevys and the Toyotas, especially on this tire combination. The number one Ford in average flags from the three races on this tire combination is Ryan Blaney but he is only 11th overall among all drivers, (laughs) right? That shows you how bad the Fords have been. The top 10 are all Chevys and Toyotas. So Blaney comes in as the number one Ford in flags on this tire combination. So I think getting him as the top Ford makes a lot of sense. If you look earlier this year at Kansas, Harvick was the top Ford at Kansas, but Blaney was the second Ford. So definitely like fading Buescher and Kozlowski in the top Ford market here. So for my turn to pick, I'm going to stick with the Hendrick Motorsports top 10 theme, and I'm going to go Chase Elliott top 10 at plus 140. Chase Elliott, among all active drivers, has the second best average finish at Kansas, and he's plus 140 for a top 10. That's absolutely ridiculous. He has the eighth best average flags on this tire combination this year. He was seventh earlier this year in flags at Kansas, And the dude has a win and two second place finishes, and every single one of his finishes outside of like three of them have come 12th or better at this track. So I just don't understand top 10 plus 140. Make sure you shop around for this one, but that's just way too long. I took him 30 to 1 earlier this week to win before he moved shorter. You know, I just love Hendrick Motorsports here, and and he's in the owner's playoffs, so he's going to be getting still some of the best equipment there. And, you know, we've got Alex Bowman potentially testing another setup. Maybe they find something with that setup, and then they could throw it on Chase Elliott and see what happens, you know, mid-race or mid-practice or something like that. We don't know, but I just love Chase Elliott this week because I love Hendrick Motorsports this week as the second team to all the Toyotas.
1: Yeah, I don't mind this one. Chase Elliott, as long as he doesn't win, I don't care. Listen, I'd be happy for you because he'd have to win three more times. But I've I just got so much hate earlier this year for wanting his under three and a half wins. And uh, I want that one to hit. So <laughs> I listen. don't
2: foresee him winning 40 percent of the playoffs. <laughs> here. Uh, well, really, four of the next nine would be even more than that. So, yeah,
1: listen, I, I you, you, you knock it. on wood. OK, you knock on wood. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, I mean, you're not betting Chase Elliott. Like top five, top three, you're getting Chase Elliott plus odds for a top 10 finish. Like he can have a bad day and finish top 10. That's just the type of speed and, you know, this car has. I mean, he was a 11th to 14th place car at Darlington and finished eighth. So again, like you said, he's in their owner's playoffs. You know, he's the only car not in the actual playoffs. Him and Bubba kind of switched on that aspect. But yeah, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports is going to definitely kind of focus in on this car until he's out of the owner's playoffs and then he'll be testing stuff so he kind of alluded to that in an interview last week as well so I think they're still very focused on trying to win this owner's championship
2: yeah I agree with that so turn two, Steve's getting loose in turn two with Ryan Blaney top forward and I am taking Chase Elliott top 10 plus 140 so we got a barrel down the back stretch but Before we dive into turn three, I want to remind you that, gentlemen, first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing somebody notices and instantly either thinks you're way older than you are or you just don't care about your appearance. Show them you do and make a good first impression with Caldera Lab. Caldera Lab creates a high-performance men's skincare product, several products, in fact, and the regimen leads off their product lineup. A a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. So just like motorsports betting where you're starting each week with a clean slate, the clean slate will start and end your day leaving all types of skin feeling refreshed. Of course, my personal favorite right here, the base layer, it is your daily moisturizer. I find that extra useful to hydrate my skin and presenting myself well. Prevent myself from drying up in this dry desert heat. Finally, the good helps tighten your skin as it's packed with antioxidants. In fact, 3.4 million antioxidant units to protect your skin. By using the regimen daily, you're using product packed with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. And you know me, I'm a data guy. Data shows that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Labs products. After only a few weeks, start now and you'll look younger before the end of the 2023 motorsports season. And there's more. The Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum addresses the three most common concerns around the eyes. That would be your fine lines, your dark circles and the puffiness. So one minute in the morning and at night is all it takes to reduce wrinkles, fine lines and signs of aging. And just for the Running Hot audience, we have an exclusive offer, their best offer anywhere. Use code RUNNING at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code RUNNING at calderalab.com. And make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger. 20% off at calderalab.com with code RUNNING. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, DC, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance, excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, so... We have taken you through turns one and two. We have gone down the backstretch and it is time to dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. Stevie, lead us into turn 3
1: Well, I got to go to the three car. We're in turn three. Oh, baby. Saw this and I, I just like was looking at this line. And I was like, why is it so high? But Austin Dillon, top 10 plus 700, like, to top 10 for Austin Dillon. Like, I mean, it's anywhere from like plus 350 to plus 700. So you definitely want to shop this line. But Austin Dillon has finished inside the top 10 in two of the four high-speed intermediate tracks this season. I mean, obviously, we know Kyle Busch in the playoffs, the focus is on the eight car. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it also allows the three car to be aggressive on trying stuff for next season. So you're crazy if you don't think that this three team is not trying stuff. If they hit on something... I mean, if he qualifies or practices with any kind of speed, he's not going to be plus 700 anymore. And if he finishes inside the top 10, we're definitely not getting him at plus 700 anymore this season for a top 10. So this is almost like a Daytona, like old Daytona, like top 10 line. So, I mean, my model shows value on this and I'm just, I'm taking the odds here. I just, I'm playing the odds game. I'm doing a Nick.
2: Yeah. You're doing Nick. I love it. You know, I, I love finding these longer shot top tens or other kind of longer shot bets and throwing my little sprinkles on them here and there. They miss a lot, but when they hit, they make up more than make up for all the misses. So I'm right there with you. I really like RCR as a whole. You remember last year, Tyler Reddick was really good at Kansas. He led a bunch of laps in that first Kansas race before having a tire issue. And Kyle Busch really good earlier this year at Kansas. Austin Dillon was 19th in flags earlier this year, which doesn't sound great, but that's only nine spots away from a top 10. And he did get that top 10 finish. So if he's anywhere better than that, seven to one is already value at that 19th speed and flags. And if he's anywhere faster than that, seven to one is, is ridiculous value. So I'm gonna have to tell you on this one, Steve, I think I'm gonna go in half a unit on Austin Dillon top 10 as well. For my turn three pick, we're gonna stick with that RCR team, but I'm gonna go to Austin Dillon's teammate, Kyle Busch, minus 120 over Chris Busher. Yes, this is where I was referencing Chris Busher earlier in the podcast here. Kyle Busch, sixth in average flags in this tire combination. Chris Busher, 25th in flags on this tire combination. That is a massive discrepancy. So yes, RFK racing has gotten better throughout the year, better since last year. But 25th to 6th is a massive gap to cover that even if they've improved a lot, I still think Kyle Busch should be quite a decent favorite in this matchup, much more so than minus 120. Both RFK cars were absolutely out to lunch at Kansas earlier this year. Chris Buescher was 20th in flags. Brad Keselowski was like 29th or 30th in flags, something like that. I actually don't have the number in front of me, but I do remember it was 29th or 30th. Rowdy earlier this year, He finished 11th in stage two, which doesn't sound great. But remember, I talked about how Joey Logano took that alternate strategy. Well, the first eight cars took that alternate strategy. So Kyle Busch was actually third on the what I'll call the fast car strategy. So Kyle Busch was third at the end of stage two in this one. So, you know, I I just think there's too much discrepancy here between Busher and Busch to not bet on Rowdy here at minus 120.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kyle has definitely been faster on the high-speed intermediates this year. Like you mentioned, Keselowski was awful at Kansas. Busher was bad at Vegas and Kansas, which is obviously concerning when we comp those two races together. So, I mean, if we're looking at strictly the data that we like to look at for intermediates, this tire combo and Vegas slash Kansas, I mean, Kyle should be probably 140, 150 in this matchup. So, yeah, I mean, getting this at minus 120, I'm good with that. I definitely have Kyle Busch over Chris Busher in this matchup.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, I think, like you said, around minus 140, minus 150, a fair value on this bet for me. So we have one turn left. Let's roll the corner through turn four.
1: Hi, I'm Connor Daly, and this is turn four here on Running Hot.
2: All right, Stevie, take us through that final turn.
1: All right, I got another half unit top 10 bet. So just needing one of my Austins to come through for me this week. You know, whether it be Austin Dillon or Austin Cindric. We got Austin Cindric at plus 800 for a top 10 this week. Like I said, doing half unit on both the Austin bets here. I mean, we're getting <laughs> we're getting a Penske car for a top 10 at plus 800. First of all, that just screams value to me. One week, new crew chief already. Austin Cindric way more speed last week than he's shown pretty much all season. So that was, I mean, really good to see. He had some issues, but before the issues, he was really fast. So he, he was someone that had a top 10 car at Darlington. Again, we're talking about how these teams are going to be trying stuff and he's definitely going to be trying stuff, but that doesn't mean he's not going to hit on something. So, I mean, there's risk on a team testing and getting a top 10, but I mean, Cindric finished six at Las Vegas earlier this season, which is a nice comp to Kansas. He had some issues at Kansas. So if he can just stay out of trouble, and they hit on something again. Like this is another Austin Dillon situation for me. I'm just liking the odds that we're getting on these like really long top tens. Eric Amarola at like plus eight fifty is another one that I don't mind firing at. Like one of these like long odd uh, top tens. So just really for me, taking a Penske car for a top ten at plus eight hundred, whether it be strategy, whether they hit on something, with a Logano, how slow Logano has been on the intermediates, like Cindric is definitely going to be aggressively testing something for Logano because that team needs some help.
2: This is an interesting one because Cindric was twenty-first in flags at Vegas, and like you said, he got that sixth-place finish. A little bit of a you know a shakeup there on that final sequence of runs there. I think there was a caution in there at Vegas, Kansas. He was twenty-fourth in flags, and remember that's just measuring healthy car laps. So I know he finished seven laps down, but we're just looking at healthy car speeds. So. It's going to be tough for him to finish in the top 10, but that's why he's 8-1. to one. It's one of those funsy bets, as you like to call it there. So I don't mind taking a Penske car that, that could be testing at 8-1. to one. But I think of the two funsy bets, I far prefer the Austin Dillon, 7-1 to one versus the Sindrick, 8-1. to one. For my funsy bet, I'm going to take Ty Gibbs for a top five finish at plus 550. And this one's a little bit out there, I, I know. But we do like the Toyotas, right? So I don't want to – I know his top Toyota is something like 14-1, but I don't want to take him top Toyota because I think Toyota is going to be in the front of the field. Hamlin, Truex, Bubba, Reddick, all those guys, Bell, they're all going to be fast. So I don't want to take Ty Gibbs as top Toyota. But what I want to do is take him top five because that allows other Toyotas to finish in front of him, and it gives him five places to finish to win this bet, first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. Earlier this year at Kansas, Ty Gibbs was fifth. In flags. So we're getting a guy who was fifth in speed, in true speed, at plus 550 for a top five finish. Yes, I know he didn't finish fifth earlier this year, but he had top five speed. There is a chance they experiment, of course, being the one car outside of the playoffs of the whole Toyota camp. But again, that just widens their range of outcomes. And you know what that does? If you're widening your range of outcomes, you're increasing your downside but you're also increasing that upside. So instead of taking a top 10, I want to take something with upside. So I'm going to take the top five and play to the upside here of potential testing. Toyota has been just absolutely the dominant manufacturer in the next gen car. And Ty Gibbs himself has crushed this track overall. It's been a solid track for him. I know he has two bad finishes here, but... In Xfinity, he has a win and a third-place finish. In that third-place finish, he also led the most laps. So this is a very good track for Ty Gibbs. He just needs to bring home those finishes because he has the speed here.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gibbs had a ton of speed here earlier this year. I think he had a slow pit stop or something, and then had some issues. He had a slow pit stop, and then they like crashed. Right, I'm pretty sure that's what happened yeah. with Gibbs. Thirty yeah, he
2: fourth. Um, uh, he's
1: finished thirty fourth in
2: both of his two Cup Series Kansas starts with incidents.
1: Yeah, it was one of his fastest races this year, though, as yep. far as like overall speed. So, Toyota, like we, we we've kind of said it so much, but Toyota every week we go to look at lines and stuff and usually like toyota's like plus 160 170 to be the winning manufacturer they're the favorite they're plus 100 it's even money right now like chevy is the second favorite this week and like we know how good chevy is in general so like just to kind of like hone in on that like toyota is so good at this racetrack that they're an even plus money favorite against chevy with less cars this week so Again, I think if he can stay out of issues, stay out of trouble, he does have Bell's pit crew. I mean, that's one downside. (laughs) So that's one one downside. But I mean, his pit crew had a slow stop here earlier this year that got him in a wreck. So
2: Bell's pit crew, which, you know, in in that current pit crew was Ty Gibbs crew. They had two terrible stops at uh, Darlington. So just crazy stuff. But One final note here on this bet. If we look at stage one from Kansas earlier this year, because that's the real true test of like speed for Ty Gibbs because stage two had that funky caution or whatever that that threw the strategy into play. Ty Gibbs finished third in stage one behind Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. Right in front of his Toyota teammate, Tyler Reddick in fourth as well. So it's Toyota one, two, three, four early this year at Kansas stage one. So that's a lap around Kansas, but we have one thing left to do. We got to drive into victory lane. And I know we like Toyota this week, Stevie, but I think we're looking elsewhere for our victory lane pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are getting the old 18 at 18 to 1. Kyle Bush, number 8 now, but 18 to 1. Like, I like this. I thought it was really close at 14 to 1. And Nick's like, hey, look here. It's 18 to 1. I was like, all right, well, that's that's just solid. Like, we're getting a fast race car with a above average driver who has been fast on intermediates. I feel like since he got into a cup car way back when. So this just seems like great odds. We know that RCR has had speed in the past. Look at Tyler Reddick last year. Austin Dillon had some speed on these intermediate tracks last year as well. Kyle, he's been hit or miss, but when he was good, he had top five speed at Charlotte. He had top 10 speed at Kansas. So yeah, I think overall... You know, if you're going to use that tire code and you're going to look at Auto Club, well, I mean, the guy was the fastest car at Auto Club earlier this year. So Kyle Bush at 18 to 1 just seems like really good value to start the week. You know, outrights not seeing a ton of value overall. And I do think like Martin Tricks Jr. and Denny Hamlin are the favorites. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not, but look at last week. Christopher Bell, issue, one of the fastest cars. Denny Hamlin, one of the fastest cars, loose wheel, like third or fourth place cars can win races. So I think Kyle at 18 to one is solid.
2: Yeah. Like you said, third or fourth place cars can win races. And just looking at average flags from these tracks with the same tire combination, Kyle Busch sixth in average flag, Sixth place cars can win races. And Kyle Busch is currently ninth on the odds board. If you look at, at the ActionNetwork.com Bet Center presented by BetMGM, Kyle Busch is ninth on the odds boards when you look at all the books and take each driver's best available odds. So when he's the ninth most favored driver in the odds board, and he's actually the sixth fastest in speed, we should be getting some value there at eighteen to one on Kyle Busch. So Kyle Busch, eighteen to one for the former number eighteen as our victory lane pick. So. That will do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Hollywood Casino 400 episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Bass Pro Shops Night Race at Bristol. I can't wait for that one. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network.